what's up everybody i'm ashley and welcome back to a brand new episode of ashley elysian speaks i hope everyone had a good day so we're all aware that there's black on black crime we're aware that there's crime in every ethnic group nobody is perfect there's no debating that fact but one thing i do want to address is people being conditioned to be silent on issues when it comes to minorities and the violence that occurs in our neighborhoods and communities because we don't feel protected by the police. Have you ever witnessed a situation between two minorities and the police didn't take it serious? Or they called it a cultural thing? or a cultural situation or whatever. Or a person of color was murdered or missing and the police didn't take it seriously. Or you reached out to the authorities and they didn't take it serious because of where you live. Or maybe you witnessed or experienced the classic case of the police assuming the black person was in the wrong if it was a situation between a white person and a black person. When people of color call the police for help, we don't always get help. We're either treated like we're unimportant, like criminals, jailed, or killed. And so when people say, defund the police that's one of the reasons why because we don't feel protected anyways now I'm not saying that I agree with getting rid of all the police but the ones that forget that their job is to protect people I like for them to go and I can recall a few situations where it was clear to me that there's no protection from the authorities for minorities. My example is from the perspective of being a minority woman though. About a year ago, I left a eight year relationship and it was abusive, crazy, all of that. One day this guy pops up after not being involved whatsoever kicks my side door in so of course I take pictures my lawyer pulled up police pulled up they take pictures not to mention they saw him blow through five red lights to flee the scene I remember the prosecutor at the time was a white woman and she didn't feel that anything should be done because She wasn't sure what his intentions were. That was crazy to me. That she didn't feel that my safety was in jeopardy or anything like that. I mean, because obviously his intentions were to get into the house. That's breaking and entering. And I was there. And from what the police say, that made it more serious. But luckily, I was able to get my door fixed that same day, and things did end up working out for me later on. But I had to really stand up for myself. You know what I'm saying? There was no protection for me, and that was the first time I really uh, 
notice that that was going on. Another incident I witnessed was in court. At least three women came to court to get this big, huge guy banned from whatever gym they was attending. Apparently, he had been harassing these women at the gym and even going so far as to stalking these women. And one of the ladies that was in court, the most vocal one of the three, she said he bust her car window out after she turned him down at the gym. Now, the guy, he's telling the judge, don't ban me from the gym. I'm about to go to a different state anyways. That's my favorite gym, blah, blah, blah. And the judge actually ruled in his favor I was shocked you know these women came with pictures and came as each other's witnesses even a statement from the manager of the gym and not even a slap on the wrist y'all no consequences for that lady's window or for scaring the shit out of these women enough to the point where they had to take him to court I remember as the guy was walking out, though, I noticed the judge was watching him as he walked out the courtroom. And the judge had this look on his face like he was wondering if he made the wrong decision, right? And all I was thinking was two things. That's fucked up. And okay, the judge is in a good mood. (laughs) Because if you ever been to court, you know you want the judge to be in a good mood. <laughs> but yeah, all bullshit aside, though, when I think back to that situation, I'm just like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Our safety is not a priority at all. You know, and I have a few more stories like that now that I think of it, but I don't want to make this too long. But the lack of protection for black women, minority women, when it comes to issues within our own communities It's a disgrace. And that judge, by the way, was a black man. But even these cops, you know, these black cops in this shit, these black judges, they know what's up. Some of them just forget that they're minorities when they get behind that badge. But it's all connected, though. You know what I'm saying? The fact that Black people already deal with racism from the police and in the judicial system. Who are we supposed to call for protection, though? This is already a question. Because this is what people ask when we discuss defunding the police or getting rid of them altogether. People say, you know, well, who are we going to call if and when something happens? But what do you say to that group of people that doesn't feel protected by them to begin with? See, it's reasons like this that we need to have these hard discussions in our own community, as well as continue to protest against police brutality and protest for Black Lives Matter. Because one thing that we do have control over though, is what happens inside our communities. All we have to do is make the conscious decision to stop killing each other. Stop causing our own problems within our own community. So that our message of Black Lives Matter is being pushed correctly. 
and that they can't find little bullshit reasons to try to diminish what we're saying. But we also need to get in those jobs. You know what I'm saying? And remember our reasons for it. But minorities, you know, we've been brainwashed and conditioned to fit a certain stereotype, a profile. We even have more expectations to work harder despite our conditions. Conditions that were strategically placed on us. Y'all know that's true. Everything we're experiencing has been laid out and planned, like some universal case study. It's weird and it's calculated. Like, Black people didn't create ghettos, for instance. Areas were sectioned off for Black people way back in the day. I remember seeing a documentary about that. It was about Creole people, but I remember them talking about how Black people were forced to live in these sectioned off areas. The more ran down looking areas. But no matter the struggle, I wouldn't change my beautiful black skin for the world. I can't take it off. And I didn't necessarily ask for this reality. A reality where white people think that they're in charge of my freedom just because of my melanin. But my parents always told me, you got to work twice as hard when you're black. Despite what we're told to believe, though, understand that the only thing that matters is holding yourself in high regard. What you think of you is all that matters. What you believe you're capable of accomplishing, no matter what color you are. Find your purpose and go after it knowing you deserve to. No one race has power over another. It was fear that crippled us before. If racism says we can't go past a barrier, we bust down that damn barrier. Be the writers of how our story is written going forward, not the observers. We're the creators. If you can relate to this episode, feel free to write to me on Instagram at Ashley Elysian Speaks. That's all I'm going to say for today. I hope you tune into tomorrow's episode. Thank you so much for checking out my show. Until next time, y'all, be brave and have faith. Peace.